Welcome back to this episode of the Deep Penetration Podcast. Let me adjust my mic really quick because it's not in the right spot. Anyways, welcome back to the Deep Penetration Podcast. Um, if you don't know who I am, my name is Danny, and I am a love and self-esteem coach that works with the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I work a lot with gay and bisexual men who are just trying to navigate self-esteem and and self-acceptance and self-worth and really try to find um, healthy and sustainable love and relationships. So if this is you, if this is something that you are looking for, you have come to the right place. Um, if this is your first time visiting the podcast, podcast welcome. Please make sure you are subscribing because it helps me to continue to do what it is that I love, which is to unpack, you know, these these topics and to work with you guys and really just kind of challenge some of the perceptions that we have within the within the queer community, um, not only of our individual selves but as a whole. Right? No pun intended there. Anyways, <laughs> so. What are we talking about today? We are talking about overprotective friends and meeting them for the first time. So if you have ever been in a situation where you started to date somebody and you meet their friends for the first time and you're like, oh, what do I do, right? This feels like a little bit too much. Um, then you know what I'm talking about. I think this actually is uh, pretty common in the queer community. And I base this off of my own personal experience as well as people that I have worked with in the past who have told me similar experiences. And, you know, the question becomes, you know, what what do you do, right? So having a, a partner whose friends are overprotective, over I don't know why I'm struggling with that word. Maybe I need a little bit more coffee. Uh, Try it again. <laughs> um, if you have a partner whose friends are overprotective, got it, Can it can be a challenge um, in any relationship, right? But especially it can be difficult when it comes to um, same-sex relationships or if you identify as queer because you may already face societal prejudice or discrimination. So I understand the importance of building healthy relationships, not just with your partner, but also with his friends. Often, um, because many of us have been, you know, ousted by our family, we have a tendency of creating our own, which is our chosen family. And what does that mean? So we are more protective of the family we have chosen because of our negative experiences coming out. Now, this is not the case for everybody, right? So I want to be clear here. I'm not saying that every single person in the queer community that has come out has been ousted by their family and has to create their own chosen family. At the end of the day, even in, in you know, the world of, of our heterosexual counterparts, chosen families are just a thing that that is intrinsically part of any community or or 
any person's life, right? Your group of friends that you are incredibly close to, if you're straight, gay, doesn't matter, that's your chosen family. That's the people that you choose to to have around you all the time. But the difference when it comes to queer culture is that when we talk about our chosen family, it is the group of people that have accepted us and we have accepted them. And therefore, there is a much deeper bond and connection there because of similar or shared experiences in regards to our our coming out and just having an overall um collective experience right so we we have a tendency once we have selected our our um chosen family to be a little bit more defensive or to be a little bit more protective of that chosen family and we also can't deny that as queer men we're a little sassier and a little bit more sarcastic. And that's not the case for every single person, but most of us have developed a sense of humor to protect against criticism and judgment. So when you meet someone right new or is someone new is introduced to the group, there's almost like this hazing process that occurs. So as I have mentioned many times before, we experience a lot of of rejection right growing up and therefore there is a need that develops over time to be accepted and loved by any means necessary so if you had a bad experience coming out and to your family maybe to your friends to peers whatever the case may be you probably prioritize and rely heavily on your chosen family for support especially if that coming out experience did not go well and we all want to be accepted, right? We all want to be seen and understood and viewed as as equal. So we try to impress our partner's friends. And if we try to overdo it, it can be a little bit much sometimes, right? And I understand the task itself can be kind of daunting, especially because it almost like this trigger in regards to like a bullying experience, right? So if you were bullied by a group of individuals, a group of guys when you were growing up, and now you're meeting a whole new group of guys, which is your partner's friends, there's going to be that kind of correlation to that experience. That doesn't necessarily mean that the outcome is going to be the same. And that doesn't necessarily mean that your thought process is super rational when you were having those feelings. But at the end of the day, it is still a trigger and therefore it can cause a level of anxiety, fear, um, or even just general like discomfort meeting them for the first time. It can also be just because you really want to impress them because you really like this person that you're dating. You're really in love with your partner and you want to make sure that everything goes over smoothly. And there is... There is a level of difficulty and complexity that comes with having somebody that you are in a relationship with and their friends don't like you or you don't like them because at the end of the day, that's conflict. Conflict that is going to be very difficult to resolve because essentially what's happening is that you are inadvertently or passively asking your partner to choose. They're going to have to choose to to either spend more time with you or more time with their friends. And if they're getting torn in multiple different directions, that's going to cause friction within the relationship. So we want to try to, to make sure things go over as smoothly as possible. So here are three ways that you can win over your partner's friends. Number one, show genuine interest and overall respect. So one of the best ways to win over your partner's overprotective friends is to show genuine interest and respect. 
I know I'm repeating that, but it's important, right? So take the time to get to know them. Ask about their interests and their hobbies and listen actively when they speak. You know, show them that you value their opinions and that you're interested in building a relationship with them. Um, you know, respect is also a crucial element of building a relationship with overprotective friends, you know, avoiding being dismissive or critical of their concerns and instead try to understand where it is that they are coming from. Because remember that they care about your partner and want to make sure that they are not hurt or mistreated. So acknowledging their concerns and getting that they're just wanting to protect their friend will help you to find common ground. You know, when I was dating the guy prior to my current partner, I was put in a very similar situation. And I even remember one of his friends going as far as to tell me that he would put out a hit for me if I ever broke his friend's heart. And I laugh about it now, but I remember in that moment, I was like, Ooh, I don't feel comfortable. It wasn't necessarily that I didn't feel safe because I didn't think that the person was fully um how do I put it? I don't I don't feel like they were I felt like they were joking a bit, right? So sure, I think that the intention in regards to wanting to protect their friend was there and that the severity of the repercussions would be high, but I don't think that he was going to try to kill me if anything went wrong that I know of, but I'm still alive. So obviously I don't think that that was a, <laughs> uh, a genuine threat, but I just remember in that moment being like, this is a little uncomfortable. Um, this is, this is not making me feel super secure. Um, but I also recognize that this came from a deep sense of, of loyalty, right. And, and love for his friend. Could it have been communicated a little bit differently? Fucking absolutely yes, but regardless, I understand where he was coming from, and you know, I had a very open and genuine discussion with him about it, and and about what my intentions were. You know, I also remember at the time, um, I was traveling to to Miami for work. I still do. Um, most of the time is spent it, it, at this point. I would say it's half and half. Half of my time in Los Angeles and half of my time in uh, Miami or Fort Lauderdale area. So, um, you know, when I was dating that guy, um, he lived in a high rise apartment with his roommate, um, who was also gay. And so meeting him for the first time and coming over to the apartment was very nerve wracking for me because I didn't really know what to expect. And to be honest with you, my experience with, uh, gay men has overall has been a positive experience, but I've definitely met people who are a little bit more on the catty side, um, a little bit more, um, pessimistic or, or not very trusting. Right. So I remember the dynamic between myself and his roommate feeling a little awkward for a little while because I wasn't necessarily sure. I didn't know how to read him and I didn't know what he thought of me. I didn't know what he was thinking. Um, and you know, I remember him also saying something very similar, you know, telling me that if I ever hurt his best friend or if I hurt his friend that, you know, he would come after me again. I don't think that they were serious about that stuff, but it just, it showed me how much they actually cared about this person. And look, he was a great guy. You know, he, my partner at the time was a great guy, um, very sweet, very genuine, um, hardworking, all of those things. But 
you know, I I didn't want to feel this pressure of like, well, if something goes wrong in the relationship, I'm letting down all of these other people. And I think that actually comes into play a lot of the times when it comes to relationships ending and exes and people having difficulty moving on from relationships because you're not only breaking up with that person, you're breaking up with all the other people that you met and have become a part of your life during that time and during that experience. So I remember having this this feeling of like, if this doesn't work out, I'm letting down all of these other people because I told them that I would make sure that I didn't hurt him or that I I you know tried my best or whatever the case may be. Now, I will say that the breakup was difficult. Um and you know, I still kind of talk to some of those uh friends every so often via social media, but my intention and his intention was never to hurt each other. The relationship just didn't work. And to be able to have an open conversation and be amicable with one another and, and communicate the reasons for why the relationship didn't work, I think is very important and crucial. Um, but anyways, I digress. Um, I know that the process of getting to know his friends and wanting to be accepted by his friends, there was also this heavy feeling of, I don't want to let these people down, which caused a lot of pressure. Um, within myself. So if that is something that you are experiencing, make sure that you check that, right? Make sure that you take a step back and you reflect on those feelings and you don't allow your your concern of what other people are going to think um navigate your relationship, you know? So often I think we are are and and going back to kind of like friends dynamics and meeting your partner's friends for the first time, I think so often we're so quick to get defensive because we feel the need to protect ourselves. And I understand why you would feel the need to do so. But if you stop and think about it, you are validating for that person, right, your partner's friends, why you can't be trusted. So if you managed to keep your cool and talk things out and be respectful and compassionate and and have a conversation, you will gain their respect much faster that way. Granted, if they are being blatantly rude or condescending or aggressive, that is a totally different story and I think requires a totally different uh, way of approaching it. And at that point, I would recommend setting some very firm boundaries and having uh, very open communication with your discontent for their treatment towards you. Um, but again, that doesn't happen too often. The second thing here is be open and honest, right? So kind of segueing off of what I just said, you know, another way to win overprotective friends is to be open and honest. Share your feelings and thoughts with them and be transparent about your intentions. You know, let them know that you value their friendship and you value your relationship with your partner and that you're not interested in causing any kind of harm or or hurting your partner in any way. You know, being honest also means being willing to address any issues that might come up. So if there's a particular concern that the friends have, don't brush it off and don't ignore it. Instead, address it head on and be direct and work with them to find a solution so that everyone is comfortable with it. You know, keep in mind, there is a limit, right? Your relationship is with your partner, not with them, Therefore, don't feel like you need to date every single person to, to appease. 
But, you know, at the end of the day, they are part of his life. And I would recommend putting forth the effort to try and get to know them and to to find common ground and to to invest some energy and some time in trying to connect with them as well. You know, if if for any reason they're not accepting of you, you know, no one to draw the line. Your partner should also stand up for you as as his partner and keep his friends in check if need be. And the third thing here is show your commitment, right? Showing your commitment to your partner and to the relationship can go a very long way in winning over overprotective friends, right? So show them that you are serious about your partner and that you're committed to building a healthy and loving relationship. Make an effort to spend time with them and to show them that you respect their relationship with your partner. You know, I say this all the time and I know it's just a, it's a very common phrase but it's true actions speak louder than words. So make sure to follow through on any of your promises or commitments that you make. Show them that you're willing to put in the effort and the time to build a relationship with them and that you're not just interested in a short-term fling. You know, I think by showing genuine interest and and by showing respect and by showing your commitment and by being open and honest and and all of those things you can build a healthy and positive relationship not only with your partner but with your partner's friends but also keep in mind be patient and be understanding and 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 always try to approach these situations with as much positivity and respect as you can. And by doing so, I think you will actually be able to win them over much faster than you would if you were being defensive or you're constantly trying to prove them wrong, or if you're trying to, you know, um, commandeer their friend and, and, and take them take your partner away from them, essentially. You know, I think one of the biggest problems that I find when it comes to people trying to fit into a friends group is that if if you end up not feeling comfortable in that friends group, you try to take your partner away from that friends group, whether it is conscious or subconscious. Don't do that. You know, patience and consistency is key here. And if they don't accept you initially, it does not mean that they're not going to accept you long term. And again, it's very important to be very cognizant and aware of what your limitations are. And if they are being disrespectful or belittling or or any of those things, that's a totally different conversation. And you have to know when to put your foot down, when to set a boundary, and when to have a very clarifying conversation with your partner and potentially his friends so that they understand that your intention is to stay and to build a relationship with your partner. Hopefully, your experience goes smoothly, you know, and hopefully that's not something that you you um, have to deal with. Um, and this isn't the case for every single person, right? I say this because I've experienced it myself. Many of my clients have experienced it themselves as well. So I thought it was important to kind of 
talk about it and and cover the subject so that you have a resource or you have some recommendations or suggestions if that is something that you are currently dealing with. Um, at the end of all of my podcasts, I like to um, do a poll, right? Ask questions because I'd like to interact with you guys and see what you guys have to say. At the end of the day for me, even though it's basically me and a camera in front of me, I always view it as like I'm talking directly to you guys. So I feel like I'm sitting here and having a chat and having a conversation. I hope you guys do too. But that being said, you know, because it is a chat, I like to hear your perspective and your side of things. So make sure that you're leaving comments, make sure that you're reaching out to me. Um, if you want to have open discussions with me, make sure you head over to my TikTok or my Instagram page. I engage um, people all the time on those platforms because it's just a little bit easier to be able to communicate back and forth. Um if you need help, if you need support, I have a website, I have a YouTube channel, um, and I will make sure that I provide you guys with my contact information and the bio of this podcast. Again, I hope you guys found it educational. I hope you found it helpful, inspiring, um, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for having a chat with me.